0: Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you, it is hip to be square. By the power of Normies Skull, we have the power! It's E-Man and the Masters of the Universe on Normies Like Us.
1: I am Adam, Prince of Eternia. Defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. Let her go.
0: By the power of Grayskull! Ah!
1: You heard it up top At the nexus of all realities At the birthplace of magic There is Normies of the universe Universe, universe J.K., it's Normies Like Us Where we're talking masters of the universe With your host, uh Eve Collin Oh, I'll be,
2: I guess, Mike Man, just like Joe said. That's all you need to do.
0: Uh, trap Joe. Ooh. Mm.
3: Took mine, Colin, but I'm going with it anyways. Evil Jacob. we <laughs>
2: Okay. <laughs> time. Hold on,
1: hold
3: on. Okay, Norman. At the stop. end of the last pause.
1: episode. Lynn, my name has a Lynn in it. Where was oh, the I guess Jacob? <laughs> Why
0: did we both jump to oh, her? Man. Yeah, I, don't I just that's know. my <laughs> favorite name. Personality is the best, so <laughs> yeah, I think I so. think
3: she has my favorite name of any of the the uh, characters because it's just evil Lynn, and I just think that's so funny. So you want to be Caborco,
1: Jake, Jake Trap, Jacob Jaw. <laughs> I guess I could it be jumps. Murmike
2: then. In that case,
1: yeah, Murmike, go. that's great. I was trying oh, to make oh, Cringer yeah. <laughs> work
2: somehow with my name, but it didn't. Battle Cobb, come on, <laughs> that's true. We had it, but you know. Masters of the Universe, Motu, you know, as we call it in the fandom, that's what we're talking about. That's right. We had Um, it, Mike,
1: but the question today that we're going to talk about as we break down the new Netflix uh, show, talking about the history of of Masters of the Universe, the toy lines, all that, we got to ask, did you have it? Mike, did you have Masters of the Universe He-Man toys growing up?
2: Yeah, so as much as I alluded to knowing that it was called Motu the whole time, I've learned that recently, and I love it, <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Uh, I was not really into He-Man as a kid. I was aware of it through cultural osmosis. There was someone down the street, you know, or, you know, one of the neighbor kids had Castle Greyskull and Ram Man yeah. and He-Man, and all, which was really cool. So I knew people who had the G.I. Joe, Cobra Command Center, and Castle Greyskull. So I got to experience those things, never owned them. But we would kind of pick on them. We would call it P-Man. <laughs> Which wasn't very nice. Nice.
1: <laughs> wow. But that is very
2: bad. That Mike. being said, that well, you know, kids are mean. But that being said, um, in hindsight, shouldn't have done that. And kind of got in on, you know, the new Netflix show. Um, and we'll get to what we think about it. But I enjoyed it. And I wanted to know more about the He-Man universe. And I went back and explored more of the series, the Dolph Lundgren movie and A little bit of research on the toys, but I think I've found a new appreciation for the Masters of the Universe, but didn't grow up uh, necessarily loving it.
3: Yeah, for me, I did not uh, grow up with it at all. I mean, the cartoon that was in the 80s, right? So that's a little before our time. Uh, I never watched the cartoon as a kid, and I didn't have any of the toys or anything, but I was aware of it uh, like you, Mike. So I kind of also have found a new appreciation through the Netflix show.
1: What what was your toy, Jacob, growing up? What what was your big, like, I don't cartoon know. I had, series toy um, thing? I had
3: Legos, yeah.
1: and I didn't really have was a Lego Ponder, sir. Yeah, we talked yeah, about the Xander, 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 the yeah, yes, beats, and the these other characters, like Optimus Prime or <laughs> That's Duke right. from no. G.I. Joe. Mike, what what no, was your... No, I did, was it it wasn't an it was action Xander. figure kid
3: at all. I just had Legos, oh, okay. and I like the custom of customization ability of the Legos. That's a word.
0: Yes. Yeah. Got it, got it. Uh well I was Joe. an action figure boy and action figure man, so uh I'm all all familiar mm-hmm. with Motu Madness, right? Um it is a little before our time, but I have an older brother, so yeah, I had uh a triclops, a buzz off, uh, a He Man that had kind of like a rotating center where like the emblem would come out and cool. a skeletor, like we didn't Damn. have it all, we didn't have Castle Grey Skull or anything like that, but I definitely remember Uh, A handful of these uh, figures being in regular rotation Got it,
2: Colin, how about you That's amazing
0: And Normies, if you're younger
1: Normies You're not going to understand When Joe says, like, didn't have Castle Grayskull Did you have a vehicle or anything? Uh, Yeah, we had, like, a
0: a wing rider, I think And a battle patch. you know
1: huge, huge, though For our generation, for your Mm. parents to be, like all right, I already paid the five ninety nine for a fucking Power Ranger yeah. toy. I'm not going to buy you Zordon's Hangout 2. I don't know what that yeah. is. You you did not get the location. You did not get the vehicle. Um, Masters of the Universe, you know, older brother as well, Joe. A toy boy as well. We've talked in the past. Mine growing up was Transformers. We, we did the whole fucking episode. It's what his life ended up being. But, you know, for us, that that was the cartoon that lined up with us. Did not care about Masters of the Universe. I'm trying to think now where it's like, is it because of the weird, muscly bodies? You know, they they don't really look like they could do much. Even now, I have a huge appreciation for kind of how interesting and unique and weird the whole Toy Line series is. But (laughs) no, I didn't have any. We loved the canon movie. Road Trips. Like I would choose like three movies. I would choose Nicholas Cage's The Rock. I would choose The Great Mouse Detective. All on VHS bootlegs, nice. like Jacob's always saying, like ripped from Blockbuster, by the way. And oh, yeah. uh, I would generation. choose Dolph Lundgren's Masters of the Universe. We would watch it all the time, but I, I had no special attachment to the to the show.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, I mean it. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like my go-to when I was a kid. Like I was way more into the GI Joe mythos, but. You know, now that it's come back into the zeitgeist so much, I definitely, like Mike, have found uh, a new appreciation for Motu that I didn't necessarily have before. So I'm Mike, more on board than I've ever been. Mike, what mm. was your toy? I, I
1: got to know as well.
2: Okay, so um, in, in school, we had to write a book. You know I mean, You had to write your own books and illustrate them, right? You know, about oh, your favorite toy, right? And you had to explain, pick your toy and then use an adjective. So I wrote a book in school called My Hard Monster Predator. Um oh. title could use some reworks. But Dude, it was, that about, line was I had a dope. toy of the Predator movie. Hell yeah, like, I from had the Kenner weird line. Stuff. Yeah. So I had like weird like like Dragonheart toys and oh shit my You know like God. Jurassic Park toys nice. I'm a dinosaur kid I had yes. a lot of Jurassic Park Toys that was kind of my stuff like, Did anyone maybe Robin Hood princess should have been Just to,
1: just to go off that oh. Like things where you're like oh, that, yeah. that doesn't make any Fucking <laughs> sense <laughs> <Heaven> costs, <laughs> You right?
0: know like that, uh, that playset Is literally the Ewok playset From um, yes. you know The last Star Wars movie wow. War too all that stuff is just Entirely repurposed the Friar Tuck in that line is literally A Gamorrean guard from the uh-huh. uh, Hilarious. Return of the Jedi. Oh, my God. Jacob, what were you going to
3: say?
1: What were you going to ask?
3: I was going to say, I did have some random action figures. It is weird because I wasn't into this at all as a kid, but I had some wrestling, some WWE-like figurines, like Mm -hmm. uh, Undertaker and... I don't know, I feel like I had like Randy Orton or something, but I didn't even know that much about wrestling cuz sure. I didn't watch it as a kid. So it's just like Kinda I just had, had these weird, I don't know where I got them like, from, they're like these handy guys Downs look cool. too. <laughs> yeah, so I had like an right. Undertaker and he would yeah, I would just he would hang out, so it was cool.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe another episode we'll get to. Also, Street Sharks was big for me. Uh, oh, We've sure. done turtles, but, yeah, Mike, later, Mike, the way it always yeah. was For my family, was it, it was mice like for Mars. <laughs> oh yeah, Joe Cowboys literally Cowboys from Mesa. To say,
1: like for some reason, maybe because it was just me and my brother, it was like you get two. I'd like I'd have like two Street Sharks. Two Ninja Turtles, Joe, that that were the ones that would transform (laughs) into the turtles. Into the turtle?
0: Okay, yeah. What the fuck? And then
1: two biker mice from Mars. And I'd be like, these are Uh, all my thing. And it was just cartoon mm -hmm. fucking propaganda from toy companies. As we will now jump in and talk about, as we do, some Masters of the Universe.
2: And the Masters
1: of the Universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and Defender of the Secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said... We're back on Normies Like Us talking He-Man and the Master of the Universe. And of course, in the last segment, we were talking being a little bit of Toy Boys. We were talking the toys we had in our youth, the cartoons that inspired those toys... Let's talk about the granddaddy of all cartoons-inspiring toys. We're talking the original He-Man series. Uh, We're going to talk the original toy. So look, Mattel is a company that exists. Big company. They own Barbie. They realize they have a female brand. Nothing to sell to boys. What are we going to do here? They hold a focus group, and they find out most of the boys say, I don't want to listen to my teacher. I'm tired of my babysitter telling me what to do. (laughs) My mom's always yelling at me, telling me my chores and stuff. I want to have the power. And they take that to motherfucking heart. And Normies, I I will recommend just a side note real quick. The Toys That Made Us, a fantastic little episode on uh, Netflix kind of gives you this history. Uh, By the power of School, a documentary that's on Netflix as well. There's there's a lot of research material out there if you're interested in uh, figuring out how the the big Jim toy line joke gets transformed <laughs> into uh, a, a brawny space barbarian named He-Man.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's it's a really fun episode of television, and also just like a really quick layout of why this has stuck with people so much because Mattel was essentially looking for a Star Wars killer. And they created one in-house with He-Man because they had passed, let's, let's say right?
2: They passed on Star they, Wars, Mike
0: and then regretted exactly. it. They, they, <laughs> right. they yeah. you
1: know, but let's talk about that. the The thing they were passing on was: Do you want to sell a box with a coupon inside that says kids will get toys one day? They made the right decision there to pass, Mike.
2: Kenner kind of would disagree, but you know. Yeah. No. But yeah, you know, it's like they, they were frustrated with like by the time we manufacture the toys, the theatrical cycle's done and when we're ready to ship, you know, the the hype has died down, thus we will just ship a piece of cardboard and they weren't really about that. So But
1: missing no. that opportunity, Kenner I guess made bank, right, on those pieces of cardboard. Well, you know, to point to my to my little Conan the Barbarian sign behind me, they buy yeah. the rights to that. They go, Okay, here's a toy, here here's a great idea. We'll make our own epic line. Oh, of an R-rated movie that kids can't go and see? That's not going to work It's like making a Predator toy. Okay, push it back down. Push it back down. Yes, exactly. We'll we'll throw it to research and development. Like we said before, Big Jim was a Canadian trucking toy series that they owned. You go, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And a development uh, executive goes, put more clay on him really make him the biggest guy you've ever seen make him look like Charles Atlas in one of those magazines I want him to just look like a like a like a he man then dun, 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 dun. there you it is. know <laughs> there it is it's it's too much to say again we'll say go and look uh, at one of these movies if you want to one of these series that sort of breaks it down more but basically 12 people invent the different elements that make up he man quote- unquote to say that there's one creator, there really isn't. It's it's a, a an amazing corporate amalgamation that Mattel made He-Man.
2: Yeah, right. It seems yeah. like, and Joe, maybe you can expand on this. It's like we, we want to make toys to sell them to boys. And then, oh, well, what's the backdrop or the, the jumping off point for kind of the story of what the kids would play with make maybe a comic book? And it kind of snowballs a little bit. There's a lot of moving yeah, parts.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... This is one of the things that I think is like so fascinating about the toy industry that really doesn't exist anywhere else is it is kind of like created by the company. The company gets the credit. It's not like when you write a comic book, like, you know, Bob Kane and Bill Finger get credit for creating Batman. Mattel gets credit for creating He-Man. So they're doing their big presentation and and they need something to explain what this is to kids. And on the spot, they say, oh, we're going to have a comic book. There's going to be a comic book in each issue. Uh, so they introduce these comic books, and there's no Prince Adam, there's no like mythos like that. It really is kind of a wandering warrior uh, for you know this this universe of Eternia. Uh, and then they're they're pitching to Toys R Us, and Toys R Us is like, well, wait a minute, these toys are for like five year old kids who can't read uh, <laughs> what it is a comic book, and they say, oh, we're gonna have two one hour specials that are cartoons. That'll explain everything so that the kids know what they are from these two one-hour cartoon specials. Uh, but what they found out is that it was cheaper to make a full series, a full season of a television wow. show. And that is where He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was born. And even though the toys were already off to a pretty good start in their first year, by the time the show comes out the year afterwards, forget about it. We are living in the, the age of Motu where they will dominate. Ooh.
2: Wow. Cheaper to make a whole series. And like this is that first show. And again, the toys, you know, initially when I, you know, was familiar, like I know who He Man is, it feels like dorky to me. And that with with oh, all due yeah. respect, the idea of Beast Man and He Man and <laughs> Yeah. I won't I won't ever disrespect Skeletor though. That man is a, a treasure. But it feels kind of dorky and a little on the nose, right? Um, but the show kind of maybe gives it a lot more momentum. Like Joe said, they were off to a strong start, but Saturday morning cartoons kind of is gangbusters here. It is what it seemed like. Have you guys seen this? We, we mentioned earlier on, like I didn't really grow up with it. I did check out, um, a Mm. couple episodes, like the pilot and a couple episodes just to get a feel for it. Um, right. Definitely more familiar with the Hey Ya meme.
3: Right. Yeah. I feel like the, 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 cartoon it's very similar to gi joe where it's like very episodic uh you know simple lessons of like you know good versus evil um and yeah you know they just basically existed to sell toys right so they would have like the new vehicle show up or like some new villain that you can buy you know but uh i appreciate kind of the world building of it all of like you know it's kind of fantasy mixed with sci-fi there's like technology there's magic uh you know it's kind of it's conan meets star
0: wars right yeah like, and, and this Max. is something like <laughs> as a kid that was just kind of lost on me like you know i i did Same. i remember seeing a couple episodes i'm pretty sure we had a couple vhs tapes and like the theme song was on a tape somewhere like i you know i was pretty familiar with it and you just kind of like take for granted that like you know it's a fantasy world but also like they have like flying machines and half the characters shoot right. lasers at each other yeah. coming back to it now i'm like oh holy shit this is literally like the kitchen sink of like content where it's like, yes. hey, you want a space show? It could be a space show. It could be a fantasy show. Like, yeah, I, I really fell back into it hard. Like on, on an adult watch, I saw like how smart this stupid show really was.
2: Right. Yeah. And coming out of the, the toy line to a little bit of comic book pack in and then, you know, Prince Adams, like I think in the DC run and then he's fully kind of establishing the show. Um, this is all from watching those documentaries. I wasn't, I'm not innately born with this knowledge, but maybe <laughs> I was amazed every iteration of he man. Cause I, I checked out like each, you know, a couple episodes of each of the series, saw the movie, like I said, they all do have the, these similar elements that are kind of laid, I, I guess the toy line, but you know, with this original show of Prince Adam, he man, Tila, evil Lynn, Skeletor, beast man, you know, all the classic villains. Right. And that kind of, Persists in kind of every version of He-Man going forward. And I think that's pretty strong. Colin, what do you think of uh, hey, that world building and kind of this cast of characters as goofy as they I are? I so
1: agree, Mike. It opens us up to the patantic argument that I think some assholes could do with like Ninja Turtles, where it's like, I'm a fan of the Eastman Laird comics. Well, I liked, you know, the cartoon growing up. Well, I liked the you know uh, whatever the, the movie CG
2: you know. one or the yeah all the Shit. different yeah.
0: yeah yeah oh yeah Mike that's I only the best one like in the Eastman stuff
2: yeah anyway
1: no. yeah I you know it, um, it a
2: division could be born
1: I, I, it I, but from that amazing I, I love that it is so huge that it can just be endless and endless and the fact that you know if you watch those little documentaries where the executives go you know there was a point where we were just daring each other we were just coming up with names like mechaneck and and just like this guy's a wizard that guy's a you know a fucking tongue (laughs) thrasher yeah stink or it's like we made we made you fucking kids by a smelly skunk like this is a joke (laughs) to us right Uh, right i almost respected more for that it's just it really has like a wild nature of like It's almost Joe. It's almost like Repo Man, like a punk rock movie. It's He-Man is a punk rock toy. Fuck you. He's Luke Skywalker, and he fights a skeleton man. And there's an antagonist who's a bird. bigger than
0: Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Yeah, he's a beast. His name's Roboto,
1: Joe, and he's a robot. And you're like, he is. (laughs) I did. uh, I believe it.
3: I saw a clip of the the Toys That Made Us episode where they're talking about Battle Cat, and they're like, yeah, well. Basically, we had this other like jungle gym character with yeah. who was like a, a animal trainer. We had this tiger, but the tiger was like the scale was he was too big for for man He was yeah. more like a horse. we were like Put Let's a fucking, make a fucking, fucking ride, in, you know? Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't, know? The designer <laughs> keeps green. going.
1: It doesn't work, you assholes! Look, look what I did! I painted it green and gave it stripes just to mock you. And the executive right. comes over puts him on it like a horse and goes <laughs> it's perfect and the designer goes what have I done like, decided, like the way they treat it is like it's just like it's almost like a sin I love it yeah. it's
2: weirdly like, yeah, like the most earnest I think of these properties designed to sell toys because it's like uh, we'll just, yeah repaint merman call him Stinkor, but yeah Joe go <laughs> doesn't matter
0: yeah. doesn't matter well, like, to me at all yeah all of all of that craziness like I love characters like buzz off who's like yeah he's the B character we called him buzz off he's in the <laughs> Flies in the Fuck background. You. Fisto, things like that. But, like, yeah. Fisto. if you look at, it, like, the first wave of figures, you have He Man, Tila, Skeletor, Merman, Man at Arms, and Beast Man. Like, like, all characters that are, like, yep, those guys are core. They are always around. So, mm-hmm. like, they did. It's, it's crazy that, like, wave one, they knocked it out of the park. Like, right yeah. away, they were like, yeah, those ones are going to stick around.
2: Yeah, and, you know, Castle Grayskull is the backdrop, kind of the seat of power, and whoever is there is, you know, more or less control of the region or the realm, and Skeletor and wants
0: it. Making it up as they go. Yeah, and yes, I do like the
2: technology it, making mix.
1: Making up... Gold as they go, Joe Because you you get the artist who goes And of course I call it Castle Greyskull Because grey is a mixture of light and darkness You have to have He-Man's sword And Skeletor's sword It's the only balance that opens the key To control the power of Greyskull Is to know the darkness and light inside yourself You're like, what? (laughs) What? This this show with this guy who's naked And has a a (laughs) bowl cut Is about what?
0: Who's
2: definitely not Uh, calling the
0: barbarian uh... (laughs) It's like the yes and version of like creating something. Oh, yeah. And I think like that's yes. why like I love the toy industry so much. It's like this is just how they do lines like that, like how companies come up with original lines. And now we're seeing companies like Mezco and Super 7 going to the well and doing that for adults with their own original lines. Like, uh, you know, Super 7 just came out with like the worst, which are just characters in a universe that they created. And like Mezco's got the Rumble Society. All of those guys were super inspired by and even interviewed in some of the uh, the He-Man stuff we're talking about.
2: Yeah, I mean, wow. I love, yeah, it's very punk rock. The patchwork nature of the creative process with, you know, repainting a tiger. Think or technology and fantasy. Kids like space and swords, right? Put it together. Who cares? Throw it all in there. Yeah.
0: It is the kitchen well. yeah.
2: sink and it, and it weirdly somehow works, and it's more endearing to me looking back at it, like, like as I said. And, um, yeah, so this first animated series, haven't finished all of it. It has the little goofy, you know, life lessons Adam learned that you need to stand up for yourself and your friends, and it's okay to I
1: mean, talk it's, to him Yeah, your it's G.I.
0: Joe. They, they end with a, the more you know moment. Like, that's just <laughs> how you made we cartoons had some fun this week, at that gang. time. But
1: when Cringer got yeah. his head <laughs> <laughs> stuck in the punch bowl, the thing is, you're not supposed <laughs> to do that. So <laughs> we'll right. see you later. I'm like, yeah, what yeah, the totally. fuck did I
2: just learn? So I could see how if you grew up with this, you know, you're the right age. I can see why Modu has the legacy that it does, basing it off of this cartoon and the era it came from. And, um... Yeah, definitely worth checking out. If not, just for Skeletor's incredible moments, you know. You see a lot of the memes with Skeletor, but he's so <laughs> it does like, there's a lot of one-liners and puns. Uh, yeah.
1: Yes, but you see, like Skeletor, like laughing, and it'll be like Yas Queen all over the place. Who's <laughs> yeah. so yeah, like, yeah.
2: sharing these. Uh, it's so good.
1: You, you royal boob.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good like quips and back and forth one-liners. You know. Don't
1: do what I say. Just do what I say.
2: Yeah. So that's the first uh, Motu series. It goes from what eighty three to eighty seven, and then they start seeing a dip in toy sales, and that's where we get um, chronologically, I guess, Dolph. Right? Is that Mm -hmm. so? It dominates for
0: five years, and then starts to dip, and they're like, "Uh oh, better make a movie. Let's get movie stars involved."
2: And they
3: also made Shira in that time period too, right? Yeah, Yeah, Shira came,
0: which which is basically
3: just a. a girl version of yeah, he we Man, should mention right? that yes yeah. because it was
1: because well, <laughs> there's an entire part in that the toys that made us where they're like oh, and we had to give it over to the girls. The girls had <laughs> to come in and did. ruin <laughs> E-Man, yeah. which is a through line we're gonna talk about once we get to the Netflix <laughs> series. Yeah, which so, yeah, yeah, very that glad you point is being, being yeah
2: that that seed is yes. being planted here. Which we, there was also you know women were directing the cartoon series you know like for better for, like like it or not according to the the boys club right it's like there was women directing this show back in the 80s which i think is pretty cool and then it That's started crazy. rivaling the sales of barbie and they're like maybe just make a girl he-man yeah. called
0: just shira 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 what oh. if barbie yeah. could swing Princess a sword of was yeah.
1: literally the the premise that they asked themselves. Does she and say again, I
2: have the power too, or is it a different little kind of thing? By yeah, the no, she honor of
1: Grey Skull, I have the power. So it's yeah, still, she I has the
3: power. Instead.
2: I like that. Gender neutral. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's honor. Though. It, it has a more pastel
3: wonder, kind of color uh, scheme to it, right? And it's more. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, basically, Prince Adam rides in and is like, "Hey, don't tell anyone you're Shiva. That's part of the gimmick, right? Like, <laughs> you're we yeah. gotta twin keep this a secret a And by the way, you're going to go to a different planet and you're going to do your thing on a different planet because the execs don't want us sharing screen time. Yeah, we're not
2: allowed to be in the same universe.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's early. You know, there wasn't a Transformers spinoff back then. It's not like Beast Wars aired in the 80s alongside Transformers. I think that's pretty cool. That was
0: bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was really it laid the groundwork for so much. But then the movie came along and. Kind of undid yes. a lot of uh, the good faith that Motu had earned. All right, so
1: let's talk about it. Super producers, Golan and Globus, of the Canon Film Group, purchase the rights to Masters of the Universe. This is a, a, a big slate that they're creating. They're so excited for it. They make that, okay? They purchase the rights for that, and Spider-Man concurrently. And they're going to have mm-hmm. James Cameron do Spider-Man with Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio. One of those things wow. where if I had a time machine, it's like let's wow. let's go ahead and make that thing <laughs> different happen. alternate universe. Yeah, uh, but first they blow it because they make uh, Masters of the Universe. It is the film that bankrupts the Canon Film Group. It, it uh, completely obliterates them, spending really? so much money on Gary Goddard, um, kind of an untested director, a pedophile. He, uh, he, I'm not laughing about that. I'm just laughing that uh, it's terrible. He, he molested Anthony Edwards. Um, just He's an bad all-around bad person. Friend but of he comes in. Yes.
2: Oh jeez.
3: Yeah.
1: But he comes in with an interesting take which is what if we do He-Man and it's nothing like He-Man?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, what if, what if this had nothing to do with any of the things that people knew and loved about this series?
1: Well, Joe, it's going to take place on Eternia, right? Nope. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, oh, God. Well, so He-Man's going to use his sword though, right? Mm, I don't I don't think we really need the sword or nothing mm. like that. I'm thinking more laser-heavy. Well, well, surely it won't star a teenage girl. It will star He-Man, correct?
0: (laughs) He-Man will be in it.
2: Oh, man, now we're coming back into the other controversy. It rears its head again early on. Oh, Girls no, right. are
1: always trying to take Masters of the Universe away from us. Oh, and, of course, it. that girl in this one is a young Courtney Cox who pre-friends, yeah. uh, pre-friends. Uh, stars in the Masters of the Universe. Um, did did we all watch this film?
2: Yes. Yes. Actually, I, I really I got to have a rant. I, I've been keeping this in the back of my cap. I was right. falling in love with the MOTU universe, wanted to go back and watch everything. A lot of the cartoons are available on various streaming sites or or YouTube if you look. But the Masters of the Universe movie, it wasn't on any platform. Not on Netflix. Amazon couldn't rent it on YouTube. I'm like trying to give you my $3.99 to rent in HD and I couldn't do it. (laughs) And at one point, um, Jacob finds a YouTube of... um, In parts. In parts. 10 parts. 10 minute minute parts. And I'm starting to enjoy the movie. You know, there's a part where Tom Paris, who's also in this movie from Star Trek Voyager, is microwaving some ribs. And then the (laughs) microwave jams the radar of Skeletor's minions. And I'm like, this is a great scene. It's so stupid. And then part (laughs) six is blocked globally. I get on my (laughs) VPN. Cannot find a single country that it's not blocked in. I have to pirate the middle 10 minutes of the movie. What is going on here? It was we so hard let to watch them see it. Part but six I persevered. Of Masters of the Universe. I would not give up. I had the power, and I, I watched the whole thing. And I don't hate it. I think it's quite fun. <laughs> it
3: is fun. I watched it uh, a few years back with with the boys, Colin and Joe. Right? We all. It's one of Colin's, you know, favorite childhood films. Top ten. Right? So
1: Top ten. you're like you're like
3: <laughs> I've never seen it. So I, he's like you got to check this out. And I and we watched it, and it was it was great.
2: Joe, what do you think about the uh, <laughs> Masters of the
3: Universe?
0: It's- Okay, so my version of this movie is the Super Mario Brothers movie with Bob Hoskins yes. and John Lugazamo. Um, I did okay. not grow up with the Masters of the Universe movie. I saw it once when I was a kid. Around the same time I saw a Labyrinth. There's a lot of similar effects. Didn't really stick with me. Did not realize that it was supposed to be a He-Man movie until my brother was like, it's He-Man. And I was like, no, it's not. This is something else. Uh, right. And then it went dormant for a long time, and then Colin and I started watching it every every now and again uh, for a good old laugh. Last time I saw it, it was on silent in a bar in like 2018, and I watched it in the background. There it's funny enough; it gave Amazing. us those cred scenes in in modern yes. cinema. True. Yes, oh, yeah. um,
3: Well, again, I think it's uh, it's very Star Wars, uh, you know, inspired, and it's very Black Conan Troopers. inspired. It's like, you know, Damn. Dolph Rundgren is basically Conan, and then there's a lot of Star Wars elements. Yeah, the 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 troopers
2: of Celator's like troops are basically stormtroopers, right? Yeah, but the yeah. toys yes. was literally we want to make Star Wars, but we also have been working on Conan figures that we can't sell. <laughs> Let's put
3: yeah. those yeah. together, right? So that element it's of it, perfect. I think, it is uh, yeah, even if it's not super, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, Successfully similar. similar
0: Oh yeah it's, Yeah But yeah. It's, it's the Howard of the uh, Howard the duck Of It's It's year You know yeah. Like Some would say It's a way 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 similar time To the time.
1: marvel of the 80s Joe I love that yeah. Now Interesting you say comic books Uh yes. Let me point this out to you Joe uh, Pedophile director Gary Goddard said Star Wars was not The biggest inspiration for this It was Jack Kirby Fourth world comics He was like I want to hmm. essentially make The new gods
0: does yeah. that come through? Yeah, no, I believe it. Um, yeah, like Skeletor yeah, I mean, is has supposed very to be Kirby vibes. Like it really does. Yeah. yeah, he's Dark Side, right, Jacob? He's Dark
3: Side, and yeah.
2: Oh, okay. See, my the way I interpreted this movie that I really enjoyed is it's all right. So, what if there's an episode of the cartoon series where He-Man does end up on Earth doing a little gimmick, and for He-Man, it's just a run of the will, you know, run of the mill weekly episode. But we're following the Earth characters, who for them. Meeting He-Man in this whole adventure is the biggest thing that's it, ever happened it's just to them. Like, it's a uh, movie where we're, <laughs> we're, right, <so> we're <laughs> makes no sense I do that.
3: like how the... <laughs> the side characters. I like how the movie starts where it just throws you into uh, this Eternia battle where like, oh, Skeletor's taken over. Uh, He-Man and his his gang are kind of like on the run, and then they get transported to Earth through this magical key thing. So we don't even meet the Earth character. Like, we, the first no. 20 minutes is all
1: Eternia yes. stuff. It just drops yeah. you in. Well, Jacob, yeah. I want to say that that crew of generals that we meet, because it is interesting, almost like Beastmaster, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like, or the second one, where he's like a, a revolutionary figure inside right. this, you know, barbarian wasteland. Um, you meet Tila a woman in a metal thong. Fascinating. You meet her father, Duncan, his man-at-arms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of sounds like the toys in <laughs> the comics. You're like, okay, we're yeah. getting there. Then, do you meet uh, Orko, the, the playful <laughs> magician, Jacob? No. No, instead no. you
3: have Quildor, the, <laughs> That's right. lo- the key maker. Y- the, Some key kind of weird the key master. You meet the greatest
1: character in cinema history, character actor Billy Barty from Willow, uh, Time Bandits mm. uh, uh, as Gwildor, the Keymaster. Oh, man.
0: Oh, why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why not Orca? If, I don't Joe, get it. Joe, if
1: you are canon, you're, wouldn't you say to Mattel, we, no, give me the, I have to use everybody. Send us over yeah. what the toys look like, right?
0: Well, right. Especially, <laughs> like, Orca was, like, the Slimer like why you know what i mean like he really was <laughs> he's like the little mascot you know what i mean like he's he really the jester. Yeah, he's, like he's the heart yeah. like, yes he's just the he, little yes. a little guy
1: yes he comes in he, he does a little a little joke no we we get uh we get something very different we get a guy who at one point dresses like a pimp and uh drives uh, a purple <laughs> cattle or a pink cadillac and uh I don't know. I just don't know. It's, it's truly fascinating. I just, yeah. I mean, on the Orko note real quick,
2: I just, in my head just kept being like, that's Orko. I don't know. You keep calling him something else, (laughs) but that's (laughs) That's Orko. I don't know why you call him something else.
1: Mike, in the same way that Joe was like, I didn't know that was a He-Man movie. I want to speak on that and say, I had no idea every time I would watch this that this was a He-Man movie. And in my mind, it was just like, a, even though his Masters name is the Uni- He-Man. No, it's just called Masters of the Universe. It's just called Masters of the Universe. Yeah. I, do they call him He-Man or do they call him Prince Adam the whole time? He's not Prince Adam at all, right? They,
2: he's just He-Man,
0: right? No, he's he's Adam at oh, okay. one point, I think.
1: I think he's just Adam. Do they yeah, ever I call him? Like I think Adam. only says, the says... They never, never do the transformation. That. At the end, he no. only says, "I have the power." He doesn't say, "By the power of Gray Skull." He doesn't say any of that stuff.
3: Yep. yeah. They do show Gray Skull like at the castle. Gray Skull at the, the map beginning, painting. and like Skeletor is there. Yeah. yeah, but I like a good map. And painting. Frank
1: Langella,
2: at Skeletor, is a real uh, phenomenal, pros- a real highlight. Yeah, the prosthetics might be a little rough depending on how they light them, but I do like his performance. Oh.
1: Yeah Mike you didn't think they I, boy, Depends on the be, scene Being able to act In that makeup Man I don't well, he He's, looks he's just he coming looks through great. It's
2: a couple times It's maybe I would have not let it so bright But it, it looks It's good mm-hmm. It's impressive I'm not gonna You know it, It's impressive
1: Franklin Langella loved making this movie He talks about it like it's Shakespeare He says it's one of his favorite roles he's ever done He would have loved to come back to it Obviously that post-cred oh, yeah. scene we said before Is him knocked into a puddle of goo And jumping out at the end saying I'll be yeah. back <laughs> Never happens yeah.
0: alert, he was <laughs> <not>.
1: <laughs> But the bad guys We get a little better representation of the bad guys We get Beast Man, We get Meg Foster as Evil Lynn, And we get Skeletor Yeah
0: and yeah.
2: Evelyn looks great, actually. She's probably the best yeah. adaptation of, like, a He-Man character besides Orko. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I, I would say. Evelyn's good. And I like that there's a henchman called Blade, right? They established that his name's Blade. Well. well and he's got knives on him. Mike,
1: you, <laughs> right? Mike, you meet at one point what what, what uh, Skeletor refers to as a curious quartet, which, which curious is Blade, quartet. Karg, uh, some sort of serpent man card. Karg, Karg is like, he has Farrah Fawcett blonde yeah. hair and one hook. Oh got can't. a sick blow <laughs> Right. No, but what I like about. Jacob, B- how is your name? Not like Jake Karg?
2: Jake hard. Show a Blade real quick. I have to note, there's a great character moment with blade when they actually, he man surrenders to Skeletor to save the lives of the humans. Right. And when they're taking him prisoner and someone needs to grab his sword, who is the one to bear- grab the sword? But Blade, Blade, like picks it up. Like this, my- I got it, guys. My name's Blade. You, you like get the great ADR yeah.
1: because He Man says, "My sword, <laughs> yeah, <that's> my <laughs> sword." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blade's the one to take care of the sword.
3: Yeah, yeah he's got it. Which. Another reason why it's, you know, reminds me of the Conan movie is because you have Dolph Lundgren with his accent doing He Man, very similar to, uh, you know, Arnold as Conan. Yeah.
1: Now, Jacob, this was fresh off of a Russian action movie called Red Scorpion. It was a leading role for Dolph Lundgren. If people don't know Dolph Lundgren, one of the most interesting people who ever lived. Okay. He's a Swedish, um, uh, multiple doctorate studier of yeah. like molecular biology and things like that. Wow. He was a bodyguard in a club in like France when, um, he was just spotted and somebody was like, my God, you're just like insane looking. You should star <laughs> in movies. And, uh, he was right. an Olympic athlete. I mean, he's, he's truly just done it all. um, Jacob, well, he didn't he really given, speak English too he, well, well at first. He, he was, was given three shots in this film. He said, "I want to be a star. I want to be the lead." Obviously, he got that body looking great. He's he's doing yeah. some good cycles of uh, steroids to really get lean and cut his yeah those mad. obliques cut. But uh, they said, "We'll give you three tries," and he does three dubs of his own voice in English. <laughs> the director Gary Goddard says, "Absolutely not! You're terrible." <laughs> they run out of money. Canon goes bankrupt, and they say, You've got it. We're using your voice. So it's, 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 so they, unfortunate. Were, they originally
2: wanted to overdub him with another
1: actor, yes. right? Yeah. And that's where you get, hopefully, Arnold.
2: Yeah. You get the uh, famous line reads you'll see of uh, Skeletor has taken prisoner, the sorceress, and He Man just comes in. Let her go, and it sounds like he's asking. <laughs> or, I don't go. know. Are you requesting me, or what, what do you want here, Skeleton? Work with me. It's
1: kind of California, dude. It's the strangest accent of all time. It's, I said off pod, it's kind of Keanu. And you know what?
2: Maybe mm-hmm. every good iteration of He Man has camp, and this certainly has that, right? It's weird, definitely, it's totally all over the place, like any it's good He Man thing should be, in my opinion. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I'm all yeah. for it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's a fun watch, and I like the, the fish-out-of-water element
2: when they go to Earth. Uh, I it's, love it's a fun, good yeah. fish-out-of-water, yeah, yeah. So Yes, yeah. and the And there's interesting yeah.
1: things about the Eternians that they just write for this movie. They're vegetarians. At one point, they're like, this primitive culture still consumes meat? This is disgusting. And, and yeah, Duncan's right. like, I don't know, it's pretty good, and he just kind of <laughs> munches down those ribs. And then... The most progressive thing anyone could ever say. Julie says goodbye to them. He-Man says, we don't say goodbye. We say good journey. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I think about that all <laughs> the time. I
2: do. Like, and they yeah. have that little gesture. It's like they touch their heart and like yes. kiss a bow kiss or
1: something. <laughs> 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 he is a big deal Yeah, it,
2: I, without risk of staying on this too long, just it is weird that they send them back to their time, but it's actually to their time to where she can stop her parents from dying. Which yes. is yes. theoretically Gilly, she, is a says at the beginning of the Julie, movie.
1: you can go anywhere! <laughs> Time or space? Haha, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fine. We'll just go back home. And then she turns as they're traveling and goes, Wait, Gwildor, wait! Oh, and uh, she wakes up in bed parents. and her parents are alive. How did Gildor know that she would want that? Gildor <laughs> knows. Gildor knows all that.
0: <laughs> Gildor knew.
2: Oh, man. Gwildor. Honestly, in the makeup for Gildor looks great. So. Mike yeah. what do you think about someone gotta give him a sock <laughs> at the end of the movie <laughs> so I, I, so One weird. of
1: his eyes can't open All the way because of the makeup So Gwildur is very often Popeyeing well, At it. he pours the ribs In his mouth <laughs> uh, It's never coming out of that makeup Yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe, maybe he got roughed up by uh, Skeletor's goons
1: Maybe. Well, do you remember in the first scene the bad guys stomp on his rose garden outside of his house? Yeah, they're extra evil. <laughs> There's a quick evil. shot of them doing that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's flowers. Yeah. It's very, very, he's probably my favorite thing. I just wish they would have called him Orko.
1: Ever. Ever. And I like how he doesn't pop up in more movies. Yeah,
2: but then the cop, too, it's the principal from Back to the Future. He just gets kidnapped. Yes. And then he's like, I'm just going to stay in
1: Eternia. You know what? Mike, Fuck it. what an ending to a film to go, ah, I got a girlfriend here. He puts his arm around a 14 year old girl. You're like, like, I don't know about this. You this?
2: <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? He fucking yeah. Jeffrey
1: Epstein's his way into another dimension. Oh, it's man. amazing.
2: Oh, God. It's so bizarre. He's like, he has that big shootout with a shotgun. All right, I'll kick your ass or whatever. And he just starts blowing away. It's like, all right. Right, It's weird And like we said
3: Courtney Cox Very early role for her As well as uh, Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager <laughs> Robert Duncan McNeil yeah. In his first And like basically Only film role Because I looked at His his filmography He's only basically Done TV Like Star Trek obviously
0: Sure This
3: is like his only movie That he ever did He should it's have been Prince Adam like 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 10, 10 years longer I wonder
0: why <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah <Sure>. it's true <laughs> There is a superpower I want to shout out That you three My Normie co-hosts have mm. Or I guess Any Star Trek fan where anything you guys consume now, you can go. That guy is a you know a Tamarian or a Cardassian <laughs> you know waiter in the background of this episode. My car. that's right. Yeah, well, oh, that's great. it's that true.
3: Job. Like the last time I watched this movie, I did not know I had not seen Voyager. Now, now I know who that is. I just thought it was some musician guy who liked synthesizers.
2: Yeah, and to be fair, some of like the that. fonts used on the packaging of original Masters toys is the same font used for Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Uh just oh, needed to also wow. throw that out there is my power.
1: <laughs> what a weird connection. <laughs> yeah.
2: But that's yeah, so Motu live action. We've gone from plastic to the page to the yes. small screen to the big screen. And then we get like Joe said, this kind of kills the yeah. momentum here and there's
0: there's a bit of a Oh yeah, the 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 big screen really slows down the speed of he man and uh they try again, they put him in space they give him a ponytail Yeah, and you get He-Man and a whole bunch of new characters in a series I've never seen from the early 90s. Did you guys ever... like the new adventures of He-Man. No. Yeah. no way, Mike. So like I said,
2: I checked never. out at least one episode of each of the series. This was, I'm watching it. He goes to space. He's not as bulky. It's, it's really kind of strange. And, and I, I look it up. There's a lot of like flashing effects and I'm like, this looks like anime. And like, sure enough. They had outsourced the the animation to Japan and some Korean, you know, South Korean companies. So they basically were like, "We don't want to spend any money on this. Send it to Japan. Reinvent it. Put him in space. We don't care." It really wasn't that successful.
0: Well, Colin, it's it reminds a- me of Spider-Man Unlimited. Like that's no. really how it feels. Yeah, yeah. that is For
1: such a good,
0: not yes. Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. Just a different take on him, and he looks different. And- you're like none what their friends. Is this? Yeah, it's on a here. different
2: planet. None of the main. That's true. It's the only iteration without like a man at arms or without a Tila, mm. and it suffers
0: because of it.
3: Well, it's you it's know, like, it's or X Men Evolution or whatever that cartoon they the, made after the nineties cartoon. Mm-hmm.
0: But there, there's no Masters too. of the Universe. It's just He Man, and mm. you know, I would argue that He Man on his own doesn't work. You need the Masters of the Universe. Oh, I would agree. You know what it is? It's it's a principle I'm
1: going to call the Han Solo effect, where it's like, you know, you try to beat Han Solo, you're an original thing, but eventually you're going to be Han Solo. You just give up, and somebody goes, "Should we just make him fucking Han Solo?" Yeah, it was. Uh, it basically that's what they were
2: trying to do too. So it wasn't great, but the next thing they did in they finally like waited a little bit. I think they wanted to yeah. redesign some toys. Was this there was a company?
0: Well, so so. This is the longest gap we go on, you know, at this point. Uh, right. So big in the mid 80s, late 80s kills it. Early 90s, nothing's Puts happening. Plits the nail in the forward, I think 2002 or 2003. Let's bring it back, baby. Let's make better toys that are more classic and a new show that is really classic. And this slapped. All of it was great. The figures were great. The The cartoon was pretty solid could not find its audience. It, it, kids did not care about this, and the adult fans were not satiated by what they got before it met its untimely end. And that was for both the the action figure line that Mattel had put out and the cartoon. Okay. Great stuff just didn't last. Yeah, and for me,
2: I really think this is my favorite iteration of the He-Man Masters of the Universe universe is this 2002 version of the cartoon it's like it's really slick the animation's good it's a little modernized like like beastman looks like a total goober in the original but like now he looks a little bit more totally saber-toothy them. a little more scary you know like the uh, the designs are more modern it's like the ninja turtles got really identifiable this time too. though
0: like yeah like they they look exactly
2: how they should look, just better. Just 100%, yeah, 100% better. And the tone is there. It's really fun, you know? And so I really like this 2002 version of He-Man. And this is the one where Adam isn't just as bulky as He-Man. Like, he's actually thinner. And it's like, it
1: kind of puts that <laughs> idea out there. he's a light there. little, you know, twink, Yes, yeah. he should be. Yeah. And then he becomes He-Man. I remember this premiering on Toonami. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was kind of a big deal. I remember being in my brother's room. We were watching on his little, like, truly, like, cube TV that he had, super small. Yeah. Oh, they're uh, doing something with that old oh, show, Masters of the Universe. Remember watching, like, the pilot and the sequel? Because it was, like, a two-part or maybe, like, a 3 parter yeah. or something Adam's that they, like, and... played in one afternoon, you know, because Cartoon Network was, like, f- we're fucking full barrels trying. This has to yeah. be a thing, because mm-hmm. it's not The Justice
0: fucked. League premiere was happening. They were doing a made-for-TV, you know, G.I. Joe movie. They were really trying to get Damn. into... The Toonami the as a a full identity at this point It wasn't just yes. like what it is today Which is, you know, an hour of anime once a week yeah. No, because cartoons today are adult,
1: Joe And when we were teenagers, it was like Are cartoons adult? And there were some where they were like uh, You know, we're trying We're, we're kind of going to make it look like that And this one, I you know, the issue was is I was a fucking teenage boy and I wasn't going to fucking just sit around and just watch Masters of the Universe cartoons. I saw <laughs> yeah. it sparingly. You know, we didn't have TiVo at the time. We didn't have, you know, you just weren't doing tapes or stuff. I just I just was not catching it or whatever. But what I remember about it is, is the mythos of like, we finally got good writers. So let's do an episode where it's like, like like Joe's buzz off is like general buzz off of the B-men. And obviously his yeah. real name is Buzz... You know, Dracorius off, and he's like a big, but <laughs> you know, like it just added so much like fucking maturity to it. And it was like, yeah. all right, this is kind of a cool take that, again, mm. I can appreciate a lot more now. Yeah,
0: there's now. I mean, I think that was the thing is it like it was too early. Like, it, it, it we weren't old enough to be no. cool enough to watch no. it. We were teenagers. I would boy, be embarrassed we telling you, Joe, if cartoons. I went to school.
1: And you were like, yeah. you watch Masters of the Universe, the new cartoon the other day? We're supposed to be doing skateboard tricks. And I'd be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, that's the problem. Is it was it was too early, man. Like they needed our generation to get a little bit older. That was two thousand two. Yeah. Now we're in 2021 and it is the golden age of Motu, which is crazy. The 80s are back baby. Yeah,
2: it is it is crazy that before right before we get into the Netflix show the big thing. Yeah, it's like Moto's bigger than ever and we did just miss that window because 2003 the Ninja Turtles as I said were also like grittier and darker a little bit more serious like the, the comics. Again, totally I would me catch by. it every
1: once in a while. Didn't watch yeah, it, I, but in
2: 2012 but if you I got watch nostalgic. It now, oh boy. But now yeah. it holds up exactly. So this is a lot like that. It even even the way it opens, my last note on it, it's like, "Hi, I'm Prince Adam, and this is Cringer," and then just explosion, like fuck this. We're the,
1: going. the adult parody of the original, yeah. Mike. It's so uh, funny watching an old episode now and yeah. then watching that new one. And
2: then my final note, it's just like I just love hearing classic Leonardo's voice from the '80s cartoon, and that's Adam and He-Man. Ah. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, it's always a treat to hear that voice actor, but. Twenty twenty one. This is the
0: one that I'll say yeah. um, you know, before oh, yeah. we jump into Netflix. If you like Netflix, if if you're excited to watch it based off of what we talk about, this should be the first thing you revisit because mm-hmm. you're all on YouTube like, you're this. for free. Hundred percent. Yeah, I was gonna say it.
3: um this sounds a lot like the new show and it definitely sounds like something I would be interested in based on yeah. uh, the new show. So I'll yeah, if you like the out. new
0: show, this is the one to, to go to next. But let's talk about the present. Of of the Masters of the Universe. The 2021 He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Revelations.
2: Ooh. Revelation. Uh, the power up, of Revelations.
0: And <laughs> Netflix, we
1: have the streaming! It's Prince Adam, who defends the secrets of
2: Castle grayskull as He-Man, the most powerful man in
0: the universe. Only four others share this
3: secret And we're back And uh, Joe, you said Masters of the Universe But don't you mean He Woke And the Masters of the SJW-verse? <laughs> oh, no Ooh,
0: No, can you imagine? <laughs> so, so, as Could we, you imagine? Could you imagine if that was our show? <laughs> oh, man
1: Alright, I'm gonna flex I'm gonna say it one more time I'm gonna show off my My boys rule, girls drool tattoo <laughs> not my bite. yeah, yeah.
2: How dare these women's be in our my He-Man show? Exist. Yeah, <laughs> Exist. that's right. So we're, <laughs> it, we're being flippant about the uh, the controversy surrounding the show, right? People, um, spoilers here if you haven't seen it. We're going to be talking about some of the issues with the show, right? The new He-Man show. Personally, before we get into that, what did you guys think? Because as I said, didn't have much care for He-Man. After the first episode, I was hooked by the final episode, I can't wait for the next half of this thing. I am super excited, and I think they made some of the most interesting creative choices they could have, given mm. my knowledge of Motu. But a lot of people <laughs> don't think so. Jacob, what are your what's your thoughts? Yeah. Uh. Um,
3: I mean, pretty similar to you. I thought it was really, really interesting. Again, like the world building of of the world is, is, is a big draw for me. And I love what they did with the world and even showing all these different minor characters. And some of them have like some sort of modern redesigns or they're given more, you know, backstory and characterization. And I just think the whole world, is just really cool. So I'm definitely excited for where they're going with this.
0: No, I, I think they knocked it out of the fucking park. Uh, I really enjoyed the first five episodes. I can't wait for more. Um, all of my gripes are really small, and basically, just when I boil it down, it's just because I want more. Got
1: it. So,
2: Colin, how about yeah.
0: you?
1: Now, you know, I, I, I just want you guys to say what brought you to it. Because again, none of us like T Man. I don't know if it was one of us texting each other and saying, You got to check this out. I know to me, it was like, uh, you know, they have those bad Transformer shows on Netflix. I don't, you know, I don't really expect a lot. Mm. oh, this is that Draft House Studios that does Castlevania. Powerhouse, okay. right. Well, you know, that's my favorite thing Netflix does. Maybe we, oh, it's Kevin Smith. Uh, kind of another thumbs down for <laughs> Colin, where it's like, oh, uh, I don't really know about that. And See, for I, me,
3: Kevin Smith, I would say, you know, king of nerd culture for Gen X, right? Back in the 90s and, and yes. into the 2000s. you think that's like an easy slam dunk. Kevin Smith, 80s. Uh, pop culture stuff, like come on, that's an easy win. Uh, apparently, to most of the fan base, no, no, it is not. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I mean, it's tough, man, because this fan base is so split, right? Like, <laughs> there are positive corners of the MoTu pocket. If you go to PowerCon, you're gonna see panels about the diversity and representation and how informative MoTu was for young girls who made up. 40% of the sales of He-Man toys, which is why She-Ra was created in the first place. It's not all of this very vocal minority. I mean, it's the same kind of thing we see in Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, it, it goes yeah. into every bit of, of nerddom. But for me, like what drew me to it was the the rise of Motu in collecting. Um, did, did that I, trend Super start 7's there, been making Joe? figures. Yeah, so they've been... You know, they've been making a push to to have more Masters of the Universe stuff, and um, you've seen companies like Super 7, they made a Snake Mountain that's, like, three feet tall. Um, nice. And it's in- incredible, right? So, like, you know, for the last couple of years, there's been more and more, like, high-end He-Man stuff. Mondo mm. makes, like, one-fourth-scale characters. Like, you guys Damn. know Mondo is quality posters, quality vinyls, quality figures. Like, they have a Merman that's just, like, out of this world, so... Honestly, like you know, through the the toys, I've been getting more and more into the world. I saw the trailer, and uh, Kevin Smith tweeted out the transformation scene months before the show came out, and I was like, "All right, I'm in." Like, yeah, it seems I mean, the like art the 2002 is awesome. show again.
3: Yeah, the animation, the art style is awesome. And we should also mention that this is coming on the heels of a very successful She-Ra reboot, right? Which lasted like five seasons. Very, very popular at the time. Um, different art style. So now we're, we're going back to He-Man. So I guess some of the complaints of
2: this, you know, whole controversy is, and we're gonna get into some spoilers. Well, yeah, right? let me. Th- this um, will tie in perfect. Yeah. Then what? What hooked me was its powerhouse. And I said the new adventures of He Man looked kind of like anime. I want to be clear, anime is not a dirty word. Uh, that's just kind of the style. Powerhouse is Netflix anime studio, and I'm like a fan of their right. work. Right, Blood of Zeus. I need to watch Castlevania, Still, Castlevania, obviously great, and.
3: And the art is the animation
2: style is very similar to, to yeah. Castlevania. And with the, the action, action is really fluid. Stuff. It's awesome. And, and so I watched the first episode. It's given you everything you want in the He-Man. Cheesy one-liners, Beastman, He-Man, throwing stuff. It's it's everything you ever wanted. And then the twist at the end of the first episode, I was hooked. I'm like, this is the most interesting creative choice you could make. And I want to know where this goes. Not really. It's like not knowing anything about He-Man. So now, yes, the spoilers, Jacob. The controversy, you know, where does this kind of what what event predicates kind of this switch that people are complaining about?
3: Well, so at the end of the first episode, right, there's a big battle between Skeletor and He-Man, and they both die. Skeletor and He-Man die. And uh, the next episode takes place a little bit after. Also, Tila learns, apparently she's the only one in Eternia that didn't know that Prince Adam was <laughs> He-Man. She feels very betrayed <laughs> yes. by this. Uh, next episode, bitch. she's <laughs>
2: episode she's working two.
3: as like a mercenary, um, and uh, she has to go on like a hero's journey and uh you know to get he-man back from from heaven or whatever
0: so we go into a a time jump here right prince adam and skeletor both die it's a couple years later uh and i think like the thematic choices to be like magic's dying magic's dead all we care about is technology now
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so
0: fucking smart it was one of those things that like when you're a kid you kind of take for granted that like there are villains in he-man who are just like shooting lasers and there's flying machines and stuff. This really turns that taking for granted aspect on its head. And it's like, no, remember, like, this is like a whole nother aspect of this. And we're going to focus on that for these first five episodes. So there's like
3: a, uh, I think Triclops is the villain where there's like a call of technology now where he's like oh, yeah. Skeletor always used magic and that always failed so we can only rely yeah, on technology. it's very Mad It's Max. The sweet
2: motherboard. Yeah, it's like you, witness yeah. me, the V8, like I, I love this stuff and, and what they did with that world building is take everything that was unintentionally mashed together and give it a feeling of intentionality that makes revisiting right. them, you know, it, it's so additive and I and. You know, people are just complaining because they say we were told we were going to get a He-Man show and instead we're getting, quote, the Tila show.
1: Right. Well, it's called so He-Man, it's Mike. No, it's not. It's called Masters.
2: There's more than one yeah. master.
3: Well,
1: fools. Yeah. Let me give a little <laughs> then,
3: context on, on some of the complaints. So basically so we can pre them. this show yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah. Before. And I think um, here's the thing. Kevin Smith may have. Led them on a little bit in the uh, pre kind of announcements to the show saying, Oh, well, you don't think the show's gonna be about He Man? He's like the main character, he's He Man, obviously gonna be in it. Of course, you know, he dies in the first episode, but this is the first five episodes of a, you know, 10 episode run or whatever, it's the first half. So, uh, you know, a lot of fans felt betrayed, I guess, because. They felt like oh we came to see he-man now he's dead we got to follow Tila what the hell she's a girl man complaining about which is hilarious
0: because this is exactly what kevin smith had planned you know he has now said in interviews like yeah i knew there'd be major backlash here are all of my counterpoints to the things they're complaining about right which basically boils down to like hey if you don't hate women and you ever watched this show before (laughs) you know women have like always existed in this universe and his friends are always saving him and that's kind of the thing but he wanted this this first part to be empire strikes back so think about the original show as if that is a new hope and this uh first five episodes is empire strikes back so obviously there's a bunch of twists and turns uh and a big cliffhanger ending so i mean i I think he he played everyone like a fiddle i think he knew exactly who would get worked up and like (laughs) yeah mm -hmm. What are they going to do? They're gonna they're gonna negative review bomb it on Rotten Tomatoes, and then right. that'll go away eventually. It's it's well, doing great that, critically.
3: Yeah, a big portion of the fans that are complaining about it, it's these drama YouTube channels that make a million videos about Brie Larson and Marvel the and Star all this shit. Last stuff. Jedi, yeah, yeah. same yeah, people they they already decided they that. weren't going to like it before it came out, and they just made up the reason post, you know, pro- proactively, like they. They they're doing it for the drama and for the clicks because that's one way to get you know YouTube views is if you just complain about everything, and uh, it's you know it's a shame because it's like yeah like if what uh, if these people saw you know death of Superman when they complain what the fuck you killed Superman well, how's there even a, you know right. a, sh- a story yeah. now what the absolutely. hell absolutely
0: absolutely if the internet was as popular now as it was in like 1994 when they killed Superman. Yeah, forget it. Like Colin, yeah. the internet would have lost its fucking mind over Jason Todd, over <laughs> Superman dying. Oh, yeah. I like even I, I swear of I got, like Empire Strikes Back would be like would have negative numbers on Rotten Tomatoes if, if right. these people oh, were allowed the on the internet. You put Solo then. and
3: Carbonite. What the hell? Like he yeah. you know? fridged him.
0: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fridged him. Colin, what's your but again oh, at, at the same yeah. time I think. You, you have Kevin
3: Smith kind of playing into it in like a in a funny way to me where you know Tila is the main character. He gives her like a new haircut like an undercut right which is kind of shorthand for like strong
1: female character. So he's <laughs> right, right he's almost like playing into it, but it's it's he it's knew just exactly funny exactly what he was now, doing. Yeah. Jacob, is really it work. true that you can see Tila playing The Last of Us Part Two in the background in certain <laughs> scenes? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh yeah,
3: and then they complain that she's like too broad-shouldered or too muscular or whatever. It's like, have you seen this show? They're Jesus all muscular. Christ. That's the fucking yeah, point. No, they're too <laughs> much, They're she's masters too of the strong. universe. Yeah, she's a
2: warrior, uh, woman at arms. At one point, anyway. So um, you no. if you're not seeing the show and you're seeing this, like, oh, He Man's woke now or He Man sucks now. Ignore that and watch it for yourself. I am because we're all saying it's fucking great and does some really interesting yes. creative stuff. But and the thing about, oh, He-Man's not in it. He's in almost every episode. There's a lot of flashbacks Man. of yeah. Tila and his adventures. So you get
0: He-Man throughout this whole show. I, Which is great. Like, yeah. that's, I, that's all. If you're a He-Man fan, what the fuck else do you want other than, right. like, random, you know, two minute clips in each episode of the greatest adventures they've ever been on together.
1: Right.
3: Like, do you Um, just want it to be like, just like the old cartoon to be like episodic and have like moral lessons of like, we we literally have three of those.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, you know, we, we've been praising it a bunch. I do have a complaint though. And like, I, like I said, I I think this really does boil down to the fact that I just want more. I wish there were more characters. Um, you know, like we get, Man at Arms, who's like one of my favorite Motu characters, gets a great arc. But like other than that, you have some villains appearing unnamed, some some heroes in background shots unnamed. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, Roboto, uh Tila, Orco, and Evil Lin. Uh, Evil Lin and a character who I I'm not familiar with at all. I'm assuming it was just in, created for the show. Um, Comic books, uh, Lieutenant. Uh, what <laughs> is her name?
1: Andorra? Is that what? It, no, 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 it's the, uh, Andra. Andra. Andra, 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 I thought it was Andorra. Is that right? No, I think Andorra is. Is that the planet she on? But it, 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 let me let me say this. Oh real quick. yeah. If you are one of these, you know, y- you know, you'd be fifty by now. If you were one of these kids <laughs> who was watching He Man and growing up on this stuff, and going like. You know, I love He-Man. He's inspired me my whole life. I like Kevin Smith, even. But you don't really need that. But just, I, I want to see this new show. I do understand you going like, wait, the only, like, male character is Justin Long playing a robot? Like, this this kind of isn't what I really signed up for. I get that. I, I kind of get that, okay? But... To, to rebel against the story of the death of He-Man, it's so interesting that you guys brought up Superman because I was thinking of that thought experiment the entire time I was watching it where I was like, what if this was a fucking animated DC You know show called Man of Steel Revelations That opens on Superman Kraken jokes and then Lois Lane Had to watch him and Lex Luthor explode And then it was five episodes of her Dealing with that PTSD That sounds fucking great to me too The the hook is there you idiots Right The
3: thing is it's
1: Yeah it's more of an ensemble
3: piece And what I like about it is it gives Some of these side characters more characterization Evil Lynn (laughs) Yeah (laughs)
2: Excuse me. <laughs> gets a lot of she gets Sorry. a lot of flesh on this, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, she's a villain, obviously, but then she's working with the heroes for most of this, and she gets like kind of a sympathetic backstory, and yeah. she kind of bonds with Orko with their magic
0: and stuff. So it gives <laughs> yeah, more see, depth to like, it. My only issue is like, I wish every single episode we got a new character that got that level of. Uh, a breakdown, which I get is stupid to be like. My big complaint is that they didn't tell me Fisto's tragic background, but like, I think it's so good. Yeah. I just want more characters to have oh, moments yeah. like that. Right. I and, guess right. is my biggest complaint.
2: And, and as the first half, you know, we're still waiting on the second half when that's going to come out. But it's like, um, what like the Justice League movies? It's like it's about Superman even though he's dead it shows how important he is to this group and the absence right. of he-man has created you know a lot of sadness a lot of you know depression hardship struggle for the people around him and it it takes mm-hmm. a lot of work and they're going to need to grow to live in a world without he-man right and that's what the story opens up is the opportunity to explore these characters who were fairly one note and like joe said i just want more I love the Gwildor yeah, storyline. Right. I love the Evil Inn storyline, how you said magic Gwildor, is dying. not Orko.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, magic
2: is dying, so the sorcerers are, like, yeah. feeling the heat, uh, right? It's very interesting. And Tila hates magic, and she's like, I love technology. And then she sees the technology cult, and it's like,
0: maybe I don't love it that magic. much. You know? I mean, yeah, it's literally, so like, what if magic died? Like, like this... <laughs> You yeah. can't tell me Masters right. of the Universe Revelations isn't about 9-11 either. Like no, it's well, like that's amazing joke. But an if, 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 you did a, <laughs> if you
1: did a Star Wars movie where someone was like, the force is dead and you have to see the repercussions through the galaxy, it almost wouldn't have the same impact that, that Masters of the Universe really makes you go, no, magic is woven into everyone's lives. Not just these ridiculous robed fools who, you know, swing pool cues at each other.
3: Yeah, right. See for me, I thought you know the the more mature tone. Uh, I I really like that, and it feels more lived in the world. You know, like these feel like real people rather than just one note characters, like you said. And to me, it it reminds me a lot of another show that we like a lot, Young Justice, where it's uh, you ah. know these comic book characters, but they are living in a in a world where there's like real consequences for actions and stuff, and it just has a darker, more mature tone um yeah, I, they're just
0: well-written story-driven character dramas um yeah but at the same time a, a love letter to the toys i mean when they go to paternia when they get to heaven the most expensive he-man playset ever which was like a gliding zeppelin is the the crux of the episode that they need wow. to get to so see
3: i thought um i didn't you know, I don't necessarily agree with your, your criticism of there's not enough characters because I felt like there's a ton of side characters in every episode just kind of popping in, making cameos. I was like, who's this guy? Fucking Ma- Mossman, you know? Who's Scareglow? These- oh yeah,
0: yeah Scareglow. Oh, Scare-Glo. Stinkor. Stinkor shows up. Yeah, <laughs> Stinkard gets his moment in the sun.
3: Merman. Um,
0: yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're you, right. I guess I just want more. I just want more. I think I we'll get time more, time and time I, I think him. it's yeah. a good. Yeah, it's a good start, and then obviously see. it ends on a.
1: I can see uh, Joe's complaint of, you know, and we want I want to talk about a positive the voice cast. Let's talk about that. But oh, yeah, when yeah. you're when you're yes. getting like Triclops is in the background, he's kind of the villain of this, but nobody's even really like addressing him as Triclops. He's not like saying any of his catchphrases. Nope. It's kind of just like there's a lot of characters that are sort of lurking in the wings of this, but yeah. voiced by incredible talent
2: yeah yeah i mean skeletor obviously is the top of mind it's in mark hamill i hear the joker sometimes but he knocks it out of the For park sure. i mean he does crush it i mean
0: yeah oh yeah he's a, he's
2: a great voice actor um always oh, playing a
3: bad guy obviously we have smg you know sarah michelle geller buffy herself yeah. as oh Tila. yeah um you we have some game of, of thrones series, yeah. actors uh you know
1: we have uh evil uh, lynn
3: is um evil lynn cersei right What's her name? Cersei, yeah. And Liam Cunningham,
1: Davos, plays Man at Arms. Pretty cool. That's That's right.
2: Pretty great, yeah. That's right. Man at Arms is maybe my favorite. I, like, I, I just want more time with him. And at one point they're like, yeah. you can't sure. come on this adventure. You go hang with the sorceress. And I'm like, no, let him, let him come with so you. I was
0: so mad when that <laughs> yeah, happened. I was, I was really like, mad. wait a minute. I've been dying to see him for like three episodes now. And they're just like, no, go away. But he away. has his moments. But then he comes yeah. anyway. And he comes in like, he gets his like lone rider. samurai yes.
1: costume
3: with his like, he's got like the ponytail and yes, stuff. Yes, and he's
1: banished. And the like, it's veteran.
0: God. He's we just live in this world, world. yeah I love that's it. one I really thing did. yeah
3: one thing i didn't like about it was just the reveal of like oh Tila's the only person who didn't know adam was he-man and she's you know feels that's so betrayed by this
2: in the original series in my Man. lifelong fandom obviously that we've established the sorceress yeah. knows it and, and sorceress is her mom and then she knows that Tila mm. finds out and makes her forget it so it's it's a choice uh, made by those around her
3: It's not just Adam I just think it's kind of silly that she wouldn't see I mean it makes a little more sense in this version Where Prince Adam is like a little twink Like you said Colin he's not just the same Muscular guy uh, <laughs> when, they're,
1: when they're in heaven and they're like He's the only one who likes to stay as a twink And he like blushes I was like I know what's going on here <laughs> Yeah
3: uh, and then, of course, you have Cringer who turns into to Battle Cat. Like, how do you not put those two, uh, two, two together? But I guess it's like the Clark Kent. Superman, Cat, that, Green Tiger? Tiger. that
0: guy wears glasses and his wife doesn't know he's Superman. Come on. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. let that slide. Yeah, you can let it slide. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I think like it's a great start. He changes Battle Cat, like, without his permission. Yeah, <laughs> goes, I had a question about that, this? Joe. In my limited knowledge,
1: too, and Mike, maybe this stunned you when you saw the cartoons, too, because in the 2002. Update cringer cannot talk, so when Steven Root's like, yeah. Oh my god, what's going on here? I was like, What the? fuck And then when he turns him into Battle Cat, does he strip him of his ability to speak? I don't like that at all. <laughs> well, he can't I like cringer as a Battle character, cat,
3: yeah. Cringer is hilarious to me because in his base form, he's just like a huge scaredy cat, like that's his he's character, a big he's, house he cat, cringes, yeah. right? Yeah, but then he becomes Battle
2: Cat and he's he's, he's a badass, just like He Man and Adam, you know. Yeah, Adam Sandler.
3: Two
1: completely. little twinks turning into big tops. <laughs> That's right.
3: <laughs> yes, and then Orko obviously gets some characterization as well. And, yes, and he, um, you know, it's top great. of the
1: voice talent for me. Shout out my favorite podcaster, Griffin Newman, comedian, actor. Check him out on the Tick. I think you know, just what a one of a kind. Because it's it's you know, he's that no modulation. He's he's making his voice that high. Um, it's a great homage to the old cartoon It's so much more soulful um, right. I don't know I mean Merman is Kevin Conroy Batman actor of our yeah. youth It's like what the wow, fuck more do these eye. incels Want who don't like this show <laughs>
3: merman has got everything one for and you and yeah, You that blows my
0: mind. You imagine talking yeah. yeah. to Buffy to be, They want the episode yeah. to be That four minutes of He-Man and Tila fighting Skeletor and Merman That's what they want they just want to bang their fucking toys together right. Again. right, But it's like, but you have, you know, this
3: is a Gen X thing. Like, we're millennials, we're a little bit younger, but you know, this is solidly a Gen X pop culture thing. You get the king of Gen X pop culture, Kevin Smith. Like, it's an it's a it's a it's an A plus, so I don't know yes. how people don't like it. But <laughs> what, one, and then you have Yeah.
1: Well, sorry, one last point I just want to point out. I I've, I've heard people say this too. I've heard toy people say this too, okay? Well, you know, we had ours. They made that she show. It's it's kind of unfortunate and mean to not give the boys what they deserve next. Now, I will ask my other three hosts here. Mm-hmm. Have you ever kept a tally of what gender stars in your favorite media? There's It's not a, just an and or or one for no, one. It, no. that's, if you're binary like that, what existence are you living in? Right. And again,
3: I don't see this as the Tila show. It's, it's an ensemble. Like Tila is like maybe the main character, (laughs) but it's an ensemble and it's, it's about the supporting characters that that go along with her. Like evil Lynn has more of a character arc than I think almost anyone in this show. And it's like, you know, what more can you really ask for? But it's the same, you know, like I said, it's the same people that complained that, you know, star Wars is, is, you know, a girl and a black man now. So it's like, Who cares what they think, you know?
2: Even as far back as, like we said, the original series, there were women directing it. They saw the success of the toys with girls who liked buying them, playing with them. They made a show... Yeah, the original one of the original comic book writers was like, "Yeah, I could just draw whatever I wanted, show that there's a lot of diversity and inclusion." In the mass, this like in the '80s, like it's always been part of it, right? Then, right. So to bring it up it's now, it's the same it's so people, yeah,
3: complaining about you know Star Trek being woke now. It's like yeah. Star Trek was Star always Trek woke, was always idiots, woke. were idiots, <laughs> wearing skirts
2: in mean, TNG. It, it,
0: it, yeah, like the the Masters of the Universe are also like the X Men, right? Like everybody has their own powers; they all do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Is anyone's like? favorite master of the universe He-Man on this podcast? Is anyone like, no. I need more He-Man because <laughs> He-Man's my you favorite character. That. Joe, who is He's your favorite so master big. of the universe?
1: Uh, Man I like at Arms Adam. is my favorite
0: character. Man, <laughs> Man like, at Arms, would, yeah, like Man like Adam, at Arms right? is just my great you know, working Man way. at
1: Arms is really dope. I like Adam. Man uh, at Arms. The toy for Stinkor is so cool that they would actually put, um, I kid you not, like a smelly bead inside of it. I, oh, his geez. design just makes me laugh so much. His name is Stinkor, Mike.
2: Right, right. Jacob, who's your favorite master of the I'm, universe?
1: And you know, I'm with you, Colin. I like
3: Orko a lot. I think uh, he's a really interesting guy. And uh, even Roboto in this has like, that moment of like, oh, I feel fear. I'm oh human.
1: <laughs> hey, it's me, Justin Log. Do you remember <laughs> when I was an actor? And now I'm dying. Right. You're well, like, yeah. okay, turn another him off. movie. And again,
3: I think He-Man also has the Superman problem where he's like so powerful that uh, a lot of times in Superman stories you have to get superman out of the picture for a while because he would just solve the problem in a second that's the, he- the he-man problem too so you have to get him out of the way let the other side characters do their thing for a while and then bring him back in the finale like it makes total sense to me yeah,
2: yeah. And, and and i'm joe team man at arms he's so so cool especially in this like i'm like this guy the grizzled vet he loses yeah. his honor he Laser can't deal cannon. with it yeah cannons yeah. it's very cool well,
0: and just like you know his whole thing is like He's the MacGyver of the universe who like yeah, I'll make anything work. And also I lead the army, like, you know, the, the fearless general. I'm here for and it. I made a son.
2: Yeah, yeah, very cool. So yeah, He Man I don't think is any of our favorite character. Maybe maybe that other generation it is, because he's the one who has the no. power and made them feel <laughs> like as a kid that they can accomplish anything. That's kind of the meta of
0: He Man. I would also but, yeah. I
2: would also say
3: that uh Tila is not my favorite character either, and I no. think one of my biggest criticism of the show maybe is that i'm not super into her as a character but i understand you know why she kind of leads the first half of these episodes uh and and i think uh sarah michelle gellar perfect choice to play her you know obviously buffy and uh she's basically you know a a vampire slayer or a monster slayer in this very castlevania
2: vibes to the town of the week quest of the week yeah
3: you know
0: like full spoilers alert here uh they go on the big journey they do what they need to do. Uh, he's about to say the magic words. We're finally gonna get the He Man moment, and uh oh, something happens. Darth Vader cuts off his hand. He says the magic words. We're introduced to God, who's going to be the next big bad, while He Man is you know still sort of sidelined here. Uh, so do you, I think Joe, do you not think he's continue. dead. He's not dead. No, no, really, way. they're not. They're not gonna kill. You can't have in the same episode his whole thing be like, uh, you know, if you die, you can't go back to heaven, and him being like, "Well, I'm gonna leave anyway," and then immediately kill him. Like, they're not. I think they'll play with that drama for the next couple episodes, but I don't. Yeah, think I don't he's think he's gonna, gonna finally Superman really? will return the and happened.
2: then kill Steppenwolf. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna. Another... They're gonna get their moment. You just gotta let a right. story happen first. Another Mm -hmm.
3: thing I wanted to mention that's kind of funny is, though, uh, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar obviously played Buffy. A big storyline in Buffy was she died and went to heaven, and her friends, like, forcibly brought her back to life, and she has, like, a whole season where she's depressed because she used to be in heaven. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. Yeah,
1: it's
3: funny.
2: But, yeah, this is, again, like, one of the most creative choices you could have made. I think someone they mentioned in the wrap-up show like this is the first time Skeletor has ever won I-, I I remember thinking it was weird that the power sword split into two I'm like that's a stupid addition it's one sword but then I look back doing my research it's always kind of been two swords one Skeletor mm. had one He-Man had if you the combine key. them you can unlock Skull. and that's always been the battle and Skeletor's never done it until wow. 2021 and I'm like this is just the most interesting thing you could have done I can't wait yeah. And it's just and like cool to, to see them Yeah, yeah,
3: to see them use the swords as swords and be able to like show some like violence and action actually, you know,
2: it's right. It's great. Yeah. Just open, lighten up guys. And, <laughs> and I'm right. saying guys, because I'm thinking this, this criticism skews oh, heavily 100%. male. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
3: oh yeah. But again, you know, it's just the, it's the drama YouTubers that are le- the loudest voices. Um, fun fact though i was looking at the voice cast uh you mentioned kevin conroy did you know jason muse was hey, the voice stinkor, of yeah.
1: stinkor uh,
3: uh, nice so yeah so yep. there you go kevin J- smith uh, uh, connection there
1: jacob uh, who is it it's the lead singer of black flag joe's other favorite henry actor of all time yes is uh triclops it is the punk Tri rock clubs. show
0: yeah yeah it, it really is like it, it's a punk rock band they they did whatever they wanted. I mean, that's why, like, Super 7, who's, like, motto is literally, like, hey, we were punk rock kids and no one made the toys we wanted, so we made them ourselves. Like, it, yeah. of course, they took big inspiration from Motu, and that's why it's stuck around, and it didn't die after Dolph Lundgren.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a great universe. Season 1 of this thing is awesome. Check it out if you haven't. Don't uh, let the review bombs get you down. Joe, I feel like, you know, you said... Um, they've done a good job of setting this up You know, I agree Any thoughts, anyone, where we might go Like, I don't, like, agreeing with Joe I don't think Adam's dead, you know They're not going to do that, well, he'll come back I just want to mm. know
1: when it's going to come, Mike Because like you said, they've got this weird after show mm-hmm. They're not updating that weekly It's not like this was a weekly drop of a Netflix show They They dropped it in one chunk I think it's going to be 15 episodes i think it's gonna be five five and five pods okay. but there seems to be no indication of of what the release schedule will be
2: like have they even recorded dialogue for the like i don't know if they've even started so that's that, a good that, question that's information that i mean i've done a lot of uh, research now that i'm a I lifelong like what fan did, but
3: nothing um you know, they just basically gave it to Kevin Smith. They're like, "Listen, just make it so that you know we can make toys out of this, and you can basically do whatever you want." They kind of gave him free reign. So I appreciate that they, you know, didn't try to constrict him. And you know, he's just telling the story that he wants to tell. So I'm very excited to see where it goes.
0: oh uh, yes, and they that's, have done it. You know, like if you if you're so inspired by the show and you want toys that are from the show, there is the uh, the Masterverse line from Mattel, which is inspired cool. by this show. So you can get. Eman, Skeletor, uh, Skelegod, and uh, Tila, they're all out, so.
2: So Go cool. check them out. Give me that undercut. What's going on? And I say, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. hey, Um yeah I mean seriously check out the show I can't recommend enough didn't care about He-Man at all and I've just been hooked on it I think they did a really great job of refreshing this universe it seems so cobbled together and and dorky that's what I always imagined as P-Man remember my comments earlier (laughs) now I think it's great and and, yeah Motu for life let's go
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Motu for
1: life. Motu yeah, <laughs> for life. That's right. I'm back into He Man. for life. All right. We're kind of, this Hell is, yeah. we're just kind of rolling. This is our final thoughts. I mean, truly. Just yeah, we if, did if I so can just give my, four my thumbs last up. anecdote about the He Man universe, I'm wearing my Canon shirt. If I could make Normie's, if I could make any movie that was a biopic, okay, of any point in time, I would want to make when Golan and Globus, the two producers who made He Man, were trying to make a movie called Jean-Claude Van Damme's Cyborg. Now, that's a canon film. I don't know if you guys know what that is. I know of it. It's the last ever released canon movie. I said He-Man made them go bankrupt, but it was truly greenlighting the sequel, Masters of the Universe 2, and that James Cameron Spider-Man movie, where they said, what are we doing? We have to get out of the movie business. So they axed those two films in development and used the costumes... In the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Cyborg So at one point he fights the Marvel villain Venom And at one point he fights Skeletor <laughs> And it has nothing wow. to do with the post-apocalyptic robot universe that he lives in And I <laughs> That's highly amazing. recommend everyone check that out
3: Oh, Cyborg You know, Colin, if they actually did make that James Cameron Spider-Man movie Wouldn't that probably have saved their studio?
1: Probably Arnold
0: Maybe. Schwarzenegger
1: was going to be Doc Ock, Jacob
3: What? No. And Leo as Spider-Man? Like, that
0: would have killed he was also yeah. going to be, like, a pervert who, like, spied on Mary yes. Jane while she got changed <laughs> was and a stuff like James that. Though, so. weird
2: sexuality in <laughs> it, Joe. <laughs> okay. Well, interesting stuff. Um, canon, unfortunately, Rip. Uh, 1987, that reminds me, two notes. Uh, one is, after watching this, I think a time machine popped up and I had a retroactive crush on Tila from this movie since the time I was a yes. kid. Uh,
1: she's great. Yes. Um, but uh, Meg Foster as evil Lynn, Mike. I have thought about <laughs> since I was watching this tape in right, the backseat right, right. of my parents car. But um,
2: yeah, um, there's a scene when he man is leading them to safety in an alley and Dolph Lundgren opens like the wooden gate and it breaks off the hinges and just awkwardly <laughs> leans on his back, and he's like, "Come through!" And he's like, has a no cell that he just broke the door, and it's falling on him, and it's just like the <laughs> funniest thing. Um, so doesn't
1: matter. AT- it was shot in Whittier. We could drive an hour north and see where the entire movie was shot downtown Whittier. had wow. To go buy a
2: keyboard, I and mean, he synthesizer, a Japanese one. <laughs> <Is that> Charlie's? <laughs> Charlie's. That's right. Go get those ribs. <laughs> but uh yeah Two last thing for me all the iterations of it are fun except for the new adventures don't ever look at that mm. and as joe said <laughs> if you like the netflix one and you want more like that go to the 2002 it's it's a, it's a good way to go
3: i'm definitely gonna check that out uh normies check out revelations on netflix check out the dolph lundgren movie both uh recommends from from us and uh yeah masters of the universe
2: we have the power. Didn't think, didn't think we'd be here, but here we are. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, signing off, Colin, please lead the way. Our That's right. At it's arms.
1: call Evil Lynn.
2: <laughs> I'm going to call her right now. I got You got her number? Um, <laughs> I guess this will be Mike at Arms. Yes.
0: Uh, there we go. Uh, just Joe, man.
3: Just, Just Joe, man. And this is Battle Cobb. I have the power.
2: My name is Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots. If you don't like, share, subscribe, or visit our YouTube, remember, I will kill you.